Hell yeah. Okay. And that means it's starting. Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I am joined again once more for a brilliant return pod, I'm sure. Uh, fan favorite Ian Dixon and Ben Arms, Bendy Arms himself. Hello. How you guys hello. doing? I'm kicking it. Kicking it, keeping it real. <laughs> keeping it real, man. Laying back, all cool and all, shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Yeah, and then you're getting arrested for being there. <laughs> right, because you're not allowed to be outside playing basketball with people. Yeah, it's like the worst sport right now. <laughs> true that, true that. Like basketball is the level of danger as those Mayan sports where afterwards they would cut your head off and that would be the God. ball for the next game. <laughs> it's hardly a reward or a prize, just a punishment overall. Yeah, because <laughs> like even if you keep winning, it's like you always hold in your hand the head of an opponent who uh, could easily have been you, you know, if you fumbled a pass. I bet back then that was pretty cool, though. They were probably really hype about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they die at what, age 24 instead of 27? Not a big yeah, loss. Not a big real difference. Not a bad trade for celebrity you know a <laughs> bad trade for celebrity they'll be immortalized yeah above my fireplace <laughs> <laughs> i won a basketball game that one time three months ago that's why this guy's head's hanging on my wall right you know but like compared to everybody else in that you know civilization oh we're talking about basketball now oh, so right. so okay never mind <laughs> <laughs> no, what were you gonna say? <laughs> sometimes that's just where. It's sometimes, like I see the train going off in the distance, and, and it goes past the fog, and then I try to run towards the train, but the fog actually gets denser and denser and denser until eventually I get hit by another train coming the other way. But like, if you imagine the train, you know, if you imagine this podcast like a train that might be going off the rails, right? Yeah, you can almost you, you could like steer in like it's starting to tilt. You know, it's how do you steal a train? You don't steer trains. You know, you know what I mean. You're riding the rails or whatever, and the trains the train is starting to steer off the rails, right? Oh, so it's like okay. tilting it's off, right? Okay, and it's like you could just steer into it, just falling on its side and sliding through the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Or you just try to like realign it. You just try to like have everybody like push to one side of the train yeah. <laughs> to get it back on the rails. I think that is a great introduction to what's bringing us here today. <laughs> the career of Nick Cage. <laughs> That's so accurate. That's so accurate. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't come up with something better. So Perfect. we had to just we just have to go into it now. I love that. Yeah. Me and Ian recently watched, not at the same time or together or anything, but uh Colors Out of Space. Yeah, what'd you guys think? Dude. Ian, you go first. Um I was kinda disappointed. It was like okay. It was uh I give it like a three out of five. There was what? some interesting like cinematography and visuals, but 
I didn't feel like I connected with any of the characters. I don't know. It was a not even like the Wiccan. The Wiccan was that uh, Cheech or or not Cheech? Uh, the the child Chong? witch. The child witch. Yeah. The daughter. Yeah, she's Wiccan, right? Yeah, something oh. like that, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was doing some pretty like magical stuff. <laughs> I guess I. <laughs> like I, 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 like, I, uh, like, I didn't give her enough credit. I kind of wrote her off as like a uh, stereotypical idiot, goth high school kid. Okay, <laughs> I guess I I got the I just knew. Uh, well, spo- should we avoid spoilers here? I don't even know. I, I'm I don't know either. You can't really spoil it because you kind of know where it's going. Yeah, I mean, it's there's not a lot of. It's not like it's a plot heavy film. No, yeah. like <laughs> it's like some stuff happens and it's not really explained all that much, and that's it. <laughs> I couldn't agree more with that. I actually, <laughs> I, I, I really relate, Ian. I, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I mean, it's it's trippy, and it's like crazy and everything like that. But yeah, not not my favorite Nick Cage movie, but yeah, I think uh, even in the last like. He's done a lot of weird horror movies in the last few years, and this was not my favorite of those. He's done better ones, like, recently. His character in Color Out of Space reminded me a lot of how he was in, like, uh, Kick-Ass or Mom and Dad, if you guys saw that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, like, where he's just playing, like, uh, some sort of uh, concerned father figure? Got, yeah. Like, weird swings from really, like, passive, yeah, like, total fucking dad to like just crazy asshole crazy guy yeah exactly (laughs) yeah mom and dad i loved mom and dad that was such a good one that's the one i didn't get to see but i don't care about spoilers because this is scott cast and i keep it real in this bitch (laughs) (laughs) now what'd you think of the color out of space scott Dude, I, I I gotta say, I liked it probably better than y'all, but maybe that's because I've got less film taste or something. Like, I needed to watch a Nick Cage movie that wasn't just Face Off, you know? <laughs> right. So I was like, I wanted a new one, and uh, Ian Dixon was watching Color Out of Space, so I was like, Psh, I'm gonna watch Color Out of Space. It's based on a HG Love H- HP Lovecraft story, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, it's gotta be good, right? I actually have a pretty good uh, story I could tell about how I saw Color Out of Space. You do? Well, can it? Okay. <laughs> Why don't I just get the it. fuck out of here? <laughs> <laughs> huh? How about that? <laughs> no. No, I don't mean it. I don't mean mic. it, Ben. I'll give you my mic. <laughs> You're single-handedly handedly keeping this pod afloat, download-wise. <laughs> Download wise, people only come for Ben Arms now. What's the deal? We're changing it to Ben Cast. Yeah, I had to get Ming Chen on just to just to float the numbers till ninety eight. <laughs> I had to hire a celebrity for God's sake. Damn, you know. So, did you see any celebrities at that there uh, this color out of space story? Um, uh, yeah, actually, I did. So I. Uh... I saw this movie super last minute at the Toronto International Film Festival last year. How it do you was, how do you see it, it like the, last minute? Well, I because I mean, 
Everyone, pretty much everybody who knows me, I feel like at this point knows that I'm I'm huge Nick Cage. You know, I'm Big Cage. You know, you've got a like a body pillow of him. Yeah, I have a couple of those sequin pillows with his face on it that <laughs> you can mess around with. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I got a few of those. Are these comfort pillows or something else? Um, I mean, they are definitely comfortable to me. Okay, <laughs> they psychologically make, they make comfortable. Okay. Yeah, psychologically and physically <laughs> and emotionally. All right. It's good to have like an icon of things you like around. Yeah, I got a Nick Cage mug. I have three Nick Cage uh, cup coasters on my coffee table. Did you go out and purchase all these yourselves? Or is it one of these things where it's like, oh, I know he's a Nick Cage fan. I'm going to get him this. Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah, they've all been gifted to me by various people <laughs> because everybody knows that I'm, I nerd out over the cage. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But yeah, so I... I I was like on the on the lookout for Nick Cage movies last year and I found out that this Color Out of Space movie was going to be premiering the Midnight Screener, the Midnight Madness Screener at Toronto International um like the first week of September. And I was like, "Oh shit, I got to get tickets to this thing." But because I wasn't a member of TIFF, I wasn't allowed to purchase tickets ahead of time. I had to wait till they went on sale to the public, which mm-hmm. was the week of the screening. Mm. And so by the time I, I got the opportunity to get the tickets, everything was sold out. Like there was, there was a few movies that were playing at the same theater on the same day that I had booked this Airbnb for. It was going to be, this is actually a pretty good lineup at the same theater. They were going to be playing Seaberg with Kristen Stewart. You guys know about that one? I do not know about Kristen Stewart's career. I've been too closely important. following Robert Pattinson's. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. Kristen Stewart's movie Seaberg was screening. Immediately after that, they were screening The Lighthouse. Oh, that's a bitchin' movie. And then after that, the midnight screener was Color Out of Space. So it was like stacked lineup. Everything was sold out. So I just showed up anyway. <laughs> Snuck in. <laughs> and like uh, you wore like a Well, this is the crazy part because I basically did. Nice. I I'm. Are you okay alert. with admitting this? Do you want? I don't oh, want like. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. Confused. I'm not going to implicate anybody. I'm not going to implicate anybody because I had I had people <laughs> helping me out. <laughs> but I basically like did this whole thing where it's like, oh yeah, like ha ha ha. I love Nick Cage, and so I showed up to the theater and just like buddied buddied with all of the ticket people there because I went there by myself. So I was just like, oh, let me just go like uh, sweet talk some some ticket folks and just let them know why I'm here. I, I, wore, I was wearing my Nick Cage shirt. I have this awesome like, <laughs> I have this awesome like hand drawn shirt from Russia of Nick Cage's face from Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> hand drawn like a Sharpie? It looks like, like crayon and Sharpie, yeah. But it's a screen print. Okay. So I'm wearing this shirt and I'm talking to all the ticket people. I'm like, yeah, I'm really trying to see Color Out of Space. I know it's sold out. They're like, yeah, well, you know, if you really if you really want to, you can get in the rush line, which is basically the line for idiots like me that couldn't get a ticket that could possibly get in last minute if there aren't any tickets claimed. Okay. So, so, you're, like, so your last minute like help was, oh, we have a line for that. Just go over there, sir. That's what sweet talking got you. Yeah, that's, that's, what the, well, that's what they gave me. That's what they gave <laughs> okay. me. And I was just like, all right, all right. That's fair. Like, that's all they can do for me because they're doing their jobs, you know? 
I was expecting like such uh, like I don't want to like put down the story or anything like that, but I kind of was expecting you to like get in uniform as a theater employee, like oh. serve some popcorn <laughs> and then like inch your way into the theater. Uh, it was a little bit like that, but I'm not done with the story yet. Ooh, okay. So there's more okay. tension. There's more. There's more. I'm building it up. I'm building it up. Okay. okay. So they're like, yeah, you can do this rush line thing. I'm like, all right, word. They're like, if you want to get in. So the screen's at midnight. If you want to get in, try to get to the rush line at least by 10 p.m. Mm. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. I'm killing some time. I saw Seaberg with Kristen Stewart. I, I actually got a ticket for that one. So I got to actually go see a movie that I bought a ticket for. Mm. And it sucked. Seaberg <laughs> is not a good movie. Just FYI. Okay. <laughs> so I see Seaberg. It was bad. I'm like chatting up with this ticket person who's like waiting outside the theater. She's like talking to me. She's like, boom, boom, boom. Like, yeah, rush line, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, word. I go just kind of like uh, walk around downtown Toronto for a little bit. I get some dinner. I go get a drink at a bar nearby. And I show up early to the rush line because, again, I'm there by myself, right? So I don't got anything else to do. Mm-hmm. And I really want to see this movie. So I'm there at like nine o'clock nice. to get into the rush line. The rush line is already halfway down the block at this point. Ugh. Like people are really trying to see this movie, right? And so my confidence level is so low at this point <laughs> that I, I immediately I book it back to my Airbnb. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were going to get out and you eat. I thought you were going to get down on your knees or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just start screaming, please, with everybody. <laughs> I'll suck dick for a ticket. <laughs> dick for a ticket to this movie. <laughs> so I go to my Airbnb and I'm like, all right, let's get on the web here. Let's see what's going on. Boom, boom, boom. I buy a ticket for this color out of space premiere from a sketchy third party website. Oh, okay. Like, that, was like my scalper.com. that was my, yeah, it was some really sketchy scalping website. I was convinced that this ticket was going to be fake. So as soon as I bought it, I go run back to the theater and find my familiar ticket people and I, I come right up to them and they know me because I've been bothering them all day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need you to help me figure out if this ticket is fake. And this one woman that I was talking with, she was so invested in my story at this point that she goes, <laughs> okay, come on, let's go back. And she took me into the back box office to look at my ticket. And she was like on my phone, like typing in. She was like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Man. You have any keyboard typing sound effects? Oh shit, man! I do on my computer, and there will be in the cast. That's for sure. Because <laughs> this is the fucking super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scott Cast. And holy shit, I thought that. Okay, there it is. Yeah, don't rely on me being super quick with the soundboard <laughs> in the future. <laughs> As demonstrated. So these, she's typing on this phone. <laughs> She's yeah, she's she's looking up this ticket information that I bought off this sketchy website and she's not talking for a really long time and I'm I'm convinced that this isn't going to work. She finally stops and she goes, "All right, come outside with me." Like really somber. And I'm like, "All right, word." And we go walk out there in front of the theater and she goes, "All right, here's the deal. Technically, I can't tell you if this ticket is going to work or not." Because whoever sold you this ticket from this website has probably made duplicates of this ticket in our system. Mm. So basically, my chance of getting into the movie with this ticket is dependent entirely on the fact that I get in before anybody else who has the same ticket as me gets in. 
I mean, and you know the fucking scalper was is already in there munching popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was in there way early i mean it's like oh it's like 10 o'clock at this point <laughs> yeah so i mean he's got a couple hours point. ahead of the screening but Laying she goes she goes here going. <laughs> she hits me with this she hits me with this gem this was the idea that that was really good that she gave me was she goes well you can you can do a couple of things here because if you're not convinced this ticket's gonna get you in what you can do is wait up here by the red carpet because nick is gonna be here tonight oh so she goes, if you wait up by the red carpet, you can at least like try to say hi to him or get some photos. And then after that, you can, ju- you know, try to jump back to the end of the line and just see if you can get in, which is like for me, that's almost better than seeing the movie. It is. I mean, you could see the movie later, too, you know, exactly. So I do that and I wait up at the red carpet area and I see Nick Cage. I got mm-hmm. a couple photos of him. And I'm literally, I don't want to do this too loud into the mic, but I literally, when he came out of the car, he was wearing a cowboy hat and had a giant scruffy beard. (laughs) And I was just like, Nick, Nick, (laughs) at the top of my lungs. And I'm like, I got your face on my shirt, Nick. (laughs) Just like a crazy person, like trying to get him. And he's beat, he beelined it straight past all of the fans and everything like that because you know he's nick cage he doesn't got time for that he probably beelined it because some guy was in the back yelling nick i have your face <laughs> <laughs> so oh shit this is not a meeting i didn't even one, think about it? that that's probably more accurate to the story <laughs> yeah he's usually shaking hands glad handing yeah he i don't didn't know want to deal with like a creepy guy who's like got his face on his shirt <laughs> you know but he he should have you know i feel like i wished he would have i had a lot of hope i was hopeful that he would at least come by and let me take a selfie with him or something but you know i understand i understand i mean it takes i mean that's the thing it's like when you hear that maybe there was a fight or flight response you know he's going to this thing it's work for him so he goes but like you know to have the balls to just yell, Nick, I have your face on my shirt in front of like dozens of strangers at the least. <laughs> you know, it's worthy of praise and at least a meet and greet, a little nod of the head, maybe. Maybe he just knew that this movie wasn't really super great and he didn't want to have <laughs> he wanted to save some face. <laughs> they cut all my good shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happened with the Kristen Stewart movie. After I saw Seaberg, they were supposed to do a Q&A on stage because I saw Kristen Stewart there, mm. but they canceled it as soon as the credits oh. started rolling. Really? Like they just anticipated bad I, questions? I think, well, I think they anticipated it. I think everybody realized that it wasn't a good movie. And so they were like, we can't, we can't talk about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're still processing this. Yeah. <laughs> this is our creative output. <laughs> So therapy. I, so I, I see Nick Cage, I get the photos off, I run, I hightail it to the back of the line, and this line is so long. It probably goes down like seven blocks. It went across a giant street in downtown Toronto. It was the longest line I'd ever seen for a movie. And it's probably because everybody in the line has a fake ticket like me. <laughs> it <would come. laughs> There's like 20 people with a real ticket. The movie yeah. people are like, what is this shit? <laughs> I was basically at the end of the line by a bunch of dumpsters, which I felt like was really appropriate for my situation. <laughs> and the line kind of starts moving in, right? Like people are starting to walk in now because it's getting close to the screening. 
I'm thinking in my head, there's no way they're going to have to stop this line eventually because there's not going to be enough seats for everybody because this line is so insane. But I make it all the way into the lobby up to a, you know, an attendant who is scanning tickets and I, I show, show them my phone with my fake ticket on it and they scan (laughs) it. And obviously it was, it came up invalid. So I got turned away at the door like mm. moments before this movie is about to screen. Are you sure your opinion of Colors Out of Space isn't influenced by this rigmarole? What? Like What about my oh, opinion about it? Like, you don't like it. It's like, oh, it wasn't worth it. But for me, it's like I just sat down and watched it, and it was awesome. Yeah, well, you here's definitely the thing. went here's through the thing. a lot more to try and see it than we did. <laughs> here's, the thing. here's the thing. I, you know, it was this all, this whole experience, right? So I'll finish the story up real quick here. Basically, I get turned away at the door. I walk outside the theater. The whole place is empty because everybody's inside seeing this movie. And I run into this ticket attendant woman who I'd been chatting with all day. She's like, oh, what happened? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, it was a fake ticket, right? Like, I got turned away at the door. It wasn't real. And she's like, oh, damn, that sucks and whatever. And we're just kind of shooting the shit. And she goes, hey, can you keep a secret? And I was like, uh, yeah. Nice sound effect. <laughs> it was She's a little like, hard sense Can you keep a secret? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, technically, like as part of the staff here, like we get some reserved seating in the theater for some of the screenings. And we have some seats that are reserved for us in there right now. I can get you into those seats but you got to be like really cool. And if anybody talks to you, tell them you got your ticket in the rush line, like just be cool. And I was like, all right, yeah, let's do it. And she goes, okay, let's go now. And she just walks me straight past security right into the main auditorium of the theater, sits me down aisle row, like right in the middle of the theater uh, my seat was reserved like it had a reserved thing on it and everything it was like employee of the month seat <laughs> i think so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only those who have never snuck people in can sit in those seats <laughs> <laughs> so she sneaks me and sits me down like this is the primo seating to watch this movie mm. like middle of the theater aisle row so if i need a bail at any point i can go or whatever she sits me down leaves the lights go down immediately and the movie starts. Boom. That's you the explosion it. sound effect. Oh, shit. Sorry. Okay, so let me get this straight. I think I can diagnose this. And fan favorite, uh, he's a master of human psychology. So he, maybe he'll back me up on this. I th- And he has a dis- really discerning taste. So 3.5 out of 5 is actually really good for him. Um, so... I think the reason you didn't like Colors Out of Space was purely because the moment leading up to it was a much better movie. Like, I could I see you're that right. Movie. I think you're right. You know, it's like this guy, he's just the biggest fan of this one person. You know, you can gen- genericize everything about this story. And it's like tension, build up, tension, build up, break. Oh, no, I have to wait in a longer line. Oh, no, I got stolen from. Everything bad happens. But then Shangri-La, you sit there only to realize the movie wasn't that good. But life, the story was good. There's, <laughs> there's the moral. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. Yeah, it was it was its own uh, 
its own experience. The experience sounds like it was a it's an exciting day. Yeah, I've enjoyed I mean, the think, past twenty three minutes more than the hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think though, but I I, I would also I, I would agree with that, right? Like when the movie started and it was playing, I honestly spent the first fifteen minutes still just kind of buzzing off of how much tension was built up for me actually getting into the theater. That I was kind of like I couldn't believe I was even there, but I've also you know i've seen enough nick cage movies <laughs> to know and when a good nick cage movie is happening and that's the thing too is i am pretty good at discerning or, or separating rather a good movie from a good nick cage performance okay right? so you, that's so always the same thing wait a minute is there a bad nick cage performance i think there's times when nick cage isn't utilized as i believe he should be okay okay like they cut out all the good shit he did and they try to stick him to that realistic yeah they try to keep him more grounded right yeah Mm. i think those are probably his i mean he's he always does a good job he's a good actor but you you know when he's really given it his all i think the only moment that i really thought he was giving it his all in colors out of space was when he was eating the fruit and the fruit didn't taste good and he was getting so angry and he was like doing these like spin moves throwing him away like yelling at his wife two inches away from him (laughs) i was like yeah this is this is good this he got to do what he wanted to do here yeah yeah he had some good moments in that movie and it was cool like it was a trippy movie i like trippy shit Mm -hmm. i like a good uh inside out alpaca yeah. Oh my god. That definitely that reminded me of like the thing. Yeah, definitely thing definite thing vibes. Yeah. Did you guys did you guys laugh at the final form of the alpacas? <laughs> a little bit. I did. I don't that remember was, what it was. It was like a blob with alpaca heads coming out. Oh, okay, yeah, I do remember <laughs> that. Yeah, that was really goofy. <laughs> I remember more the mom being morphed into the sun or whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. That was intense. That was really <laughs> that stuck out to me. I, I like that lot. they like the characters had the presence of mind to like comment, oh, it is as if the sun is morphing returning to the mother. <laughs> oh, did they have dialogue like that? They did. They did <laughs> like yeah, that was definitely like well, maybe not that stiff, but it was that sentiment. Like, look at this. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, like, no sorrow. Just like, huh, here's like a poetic thing. I'm just going to yeah. shove into it. <laughs> just very like, detached very emotionally. <laughs> what was that, Ian? Let me provide some unnecessary exposition. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You see that weird fucking thing over there? Do you not notice how artful I am? The mother and the son were morphing together. (laughs) I cannot believe this is my mom now. (laughs) It is also very scary. Are you not scared, audience? (laughs) Are you not scared, audience? They ask us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's my favorite type of dialogue when it's just like detached and objective. (laughs) Yeah. Me too. Like, if there's emotion in the dialogue, let's be real. You could just be screaming. Just feels fake. Yeah. Feels like acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't need anybody to read a script to me. Thank you. I can read it like, I don't know, 150 words a minute or something. That's good. 
That is really good. I don't know what a normal reading pace is. <laughs> I don't know how much I retain either, though. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I read this book. What, what was your experience? There was a lot of pages. My thumbs hurt. <laughs> a lot of black ink. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon has more money now. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the uh, that's the end result of you getting a book. Yeah, Jeff Bezos is richer. <laughs> oh, He's seventeen ninety nine richer. Yeah, what what kind of what what kind of digital book are you buying seventeen ninety nine? That's an odd price. Oh, you buy digital books? I'll buy a digital book, man. I I I do that. You do audio book? I'll do an audio book. What kind of audio books do you listen to? I listen to audiobooks that tell me how to live my damn life. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like that. You know, it's like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to figure it out on my own. And right. if somebody like authoritatively tells me how I should be thinking and living, like I'll do very little research into supporting these claims and I'll just do it. Yeah, just to have the confidence that guides you. Yeah, and that's all that's all audiobooks are is like way too much confidence in every word you're speaking. <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish I, I should be exactly like this guy. He's got the confidence I need. He's been talking for 13 hours straight. Like <laughs> not a single hesitation. <laughs> I hesitate before I say my fucking name. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> Who are you? Uh <laughs> um uh uh, Chad, Chad, no Ben, no, Ben, no. Uh, is it Chad? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know why I said that. God damn it! We got a hanging Chad here. Hanging Chad. A hanging Chad reference. You know, nice. gotta throw, gotta throw in some like twenty-year-old <laughs> references, to, <laughs> so people know how old we are. <laughs> yeah, for the young audience. Yeah, I don't want any Gen Zers like listening to this, being like, "Look at these hip dudes." Talking about the latest Nick Cage movie as if it's the only one. <laughs> hey, for, yeah, for a guy who comes out with like five new movies a year. Yeah. <laughs> we spent 30 minutes on a movie we didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> so accurate. It's painful. It's good, though. It's, it's how I want to be, you know? Hey, it is what it is. And that's the thing. You're on YouTube. You're both on YouTube a lot. Uh, fan favorite Ian Dixon, Bendy Arms. Uh, I've been noticing that in my own like behavior, I'm like watching reviews of stuff that I've already seen. Mm -hmm. Is that a review at that point or is it like, or like a review? You know what I'm saying? Like you're watching reviews of move. Oh, I see. Like you're watching movie reviews of movies you've already seen. Yeah. Like, uh, like how your reactions stack up to other people's reactions. You need validation for your opinions. Maybe it's a little need for validation. Usually like I'm kind of binary with my appreciation of entertainment. Mm -hmm. It's like either it's fucking awesome or like, I don't care, which explains my feelings for color out of space. Cause if you had to go to one or the other, I'd go to the good one. H.P. Mm. Lovecraft, Nicolas Cage, Weird Llama Person. <laughs> That's three What's checks. To love? <laughs> yeah, oh, I feel that though. I'm kind of like that too. I like I would. I have my criticisms of Color Out of Space, but 
you know, looking at it on that that uh, scale, I would say that like the, <laughs> a scale of zero and one, a scale <laughs> between zero and one, like, it's one. Like if <laughs> if you asked me if I would recommend it to people, I would say yes. Hell yeah, yeah. I have a lot of gray opinions, but. My. I guess that's what the that's the thing what I don't what I don't like about the YouTube reviews is that is that they they place so much confidence in their grayness. Mm-hmm. Like this is what ha- this is where Ed Ed and Eddie went wrong. What do you mean Ed and Eddie went wrong? It <laughs> 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 went wrong. That was a great show. Yeah. <laughs> like if it went wrong, it was never right to begin with. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, some shows just go go on a little bit too long. That's true. That's true. Like uh, the Simpsons, right? It's like because no one wants to be the guy that cancels the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You know, like there can't be person. I mean, and like they get the ratings. You know, it's it's a fucking it's an icon in culture. You know, the only way they could cancel the Simpsons is if everybody that worked on the show died. And they're waiting. They're waiting very patiently. How long has The Simpsons been on now? Oh, uh, it's over 30 seasons. Yeah. Jesus. 1990, 1989, somewhere around there. around there is when it started. So it's wow. been, yeah, 40 years. Good Christ. Yeah, because oh it was something God. before that, too. Like, it was like shorts before that. Yeah. That is too much cartoon. That's 30 years on Bad at Math. <laughs> it's well 30 plus okay. the, the the gestation period of its birth let's call it <laughs> let's give matt graining credit <laughs> for thinking i'll give him 35 okay that's good that's that's a good let's say he was mulling it over for like four or five years before they actually put it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> just thinking to himself yellow will people think that's weird <laughs> <laughs> that was what he was deciding on yeah <laughs> I want to go yellow. I don't want to split people. Yeah, I'll go with yellow. Yeah. It, no, no, I won't. It's kind of a good point, though, because I, I wouldn't want to be the person to deal with the backlash from canceling The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I haven't watched a single episode in maybe 10 years, but if they canceled it, I'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> What they canceled the Simpsons? No, no, <laughs> no! It's a fucking cultural touchstone. I think my favorite thing uh, that came out of the Simpsons was this game in uh, like early, like early two thousands, maybe late two thousands. But it was pretty much like a Grand Theft Auto clone. With Are you talking Simpsons about Hit and Run? Yeah, well, I was literally just run. talking to one of my friends about this. It was so much fun because Such you got a to fun game. Yeah, you got to explore the whole Simpsons universe, which, uh, if you get anything out of 30 years, extensive lore is what you get. Mm. History. You know, exploration mode. Oh, that crap. That game and you get was to, amazing. Yeah, you got to run over Apu and shit. Yeah, oh man. I want to play that shit. I need to get a PlayStation 2 again. Is that what it was on? That's what I played it on. Okay. I wonder if it's like, it might have a Steam option. We'll get Master Charles to write in, and he'll he's a he's a big uh, gamer on the Twitch. You know Charlie O'Donnell. 
that name sounds so familiar. Master Charles sounds really familiar. Chris High School. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I do know him. Yeah, of course. Chris O'Donnell or High School? High School. Oh, okay. But also Chris O'Donnell. Remember Chris O'Donnell? I love Chris O'Donnell. I loved him in that uh, one Batman he was in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Again, don't, don't, don't give it away. Sorry. What's the main feature? What's the what? What's the main feature of Chris O'Donnell in that Batman movie? His nipples. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was the main feature of Batman in that movie. Hell yeah. It was did a very nipply movie. That George Clooney's nipples were so much bigger than everyone else's. Well, he's Batman. Yeah. He's got to have the big nipple. Yeah. Uh, when, when we first... Uh, when, when when Master Charles first wrote in, and I was like, "Yeah, it's Charlie O'Donnell." Uh, Ian was like so convinced it was Chris O'Donnell for a while. <laughs> Thought Chris O'Donnell was writing into your show, <laughs> or someone named as such. Yeah, probably more of that. He did. It'd be cool if Chris O'Donnell was like a secret mega fan of Scott Cast. He should be right, Ian. Yeah, like, like the way we've mentioned him, I'm sh- I'm sure he's in some episode descriptions. Like if he's done some vanity googles. Yeah, we would send him a bat nipple shirt. That's right, a very exclusive bat nipple shirt that we sent to Master Charles. Uh, we posited that in order for the bat nipples to be truly in- intimidating, uh, they would have to be uh, a set of six or so nipples, you know, signifying the bat. Let's be real. Right. Put the bat nipples <laughs> on it. Right, right, right. The six nipples. Yeah. And so, bat like nipple, a, Master like a- Charles. Like a cow or something like that? Do bat- bats have six nipples? I kind of guessed. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not versed on the nipplage of bats. We're pretty or, convinced Chris O'Donnell has six nipples, though, in real life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know humans have two to three nipples, uh, and cows have four. I think bats, most mammals have more than two. Yeah. You know, any yeah, I think it's the about how many uh, children are born to each mother on average. Like humans, we have twins at most for the most part. So two boobs <laughs> for the most part. For the most part, yeah. And there's no octo mom in the evolutionary chain. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> I don't know about that, honestly. Well, like eight at a time, eight, eight consecutively, of course, but like, yeah, yeah, eight at a time. That's, that's the, that's, that's science and culture intermingling in, in ways that Ian Malcolm would detest. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what do you like? I get that. What, like, what, what do I do with my nipples? Men? Why do men have nipples? Yeah. Like, what do I do with them? What do you do with them? Yeah, what, I don't well, want to talk about it here. Let's start with what do you do, and we'll see why you do it. Well, I can't suck them; they're too far away from my mouth. I mean, that's a strange first thing to try. Um, you can edit that part out, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll edit that part out. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. Let me I don't see. What I do with them? What do you do with yours? Well, what I like to do is when it's cold out and then there's like a uh, fog on a window, 
I like to see if I can draw with my chest, like two drawings right. that are the same. Right, right. You like know what I'm with like two markers at the same time. When you hold like two markers together and you kind of do like drawings that are just like a little bit further apart from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but with your nipples. Yeah. They're hard and pointy. Exactly. When it's cold enough to have fog on the windows, it's cold enough to make a drawing. I don't believe anybody else has. Uh, I can't believe this isn't a more popular task for men's nipples. Yeah, I like to use my hard nipples to like as like a glass breaker in case of emergency. <laughs> How hard do they get, man? <laughs> hard as fuck, dude. Like you're like in Ocean's Eleven, like, like <laughs> lowering down on a glass case with a diamond in it, and like just chest bumping it. <laughs> it kind of taps a little bit at first, like a little like like it sounds like a metal tap, and then it's just a smash, just a complete crash through glass. Okay, so it's even harder than a diamond itself. Yeah, mm. it is. We are carbon-based life forms, and diamonds are hard carbon, right? And my yeah. nipples have seen some <laughs> pressure. <laughs> <laughs> We're not cutting that out now. <laughs> you get one nipple sensor. You get one nipple sensor. No, don't edit me out at all. Okay. So don't edit me. Okay, I put a timeline footnote that says just nipple at thirty nine thirty three. Yeah, relying on it's me just to, good f- to remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's forty minutes in. If you're listening to this, I'm sure uh, Ben Arms has uh, driven enough. Uh, how do you say likability? You know, to afford uh, a, a nipple confession. Mm-hmm. I'll confess anything. Oh, let's get I'm started. Open, I'm an open book. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have you murdered a man? Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Uh. Have I? Um. No. Oh. Okay. Are you well, kidding okay. me? Yeah. What do, I, the, what, do, what do I seem like a sociopath or something? I don't even know the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath. Well, they're different. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> okay, follow-up question. Sure. You've got your best friends, you've got your family. Like, think of someone you're really close to and you're really loyal to. Like, you know they're a good person. They come up to you and they say, dude, I killed a guy. Would you help them cover it up while chastising them? Or would you turn them in? Hmm. Same thing with you, Ian. Like, what if I killed a dude? Yeah, I want to hear Ian's answer. Um, I mean, it would depend a lot on the circumstances. I don't think I would help you cover anything up. Okay, but like you wouldn't. I, I wouldn't or, like judge you for it immediately. I would want to know like what were the circumstances. Like, okay, was it a, a self defense kind of thing, or were you just like? got mad and fucking killed somebody or was it an accident or I think for this whole story to hold up it would have to be some sort of self defense thing you know where because like if I if there's malice like like I would hope that my friends don't like <laughs> right. like like stand by that then like if they did that I'd be thinking to myself wait a minute do, do you cover up murders all the time <laughs> how do you feel like the I feel like the fact that like if somebody came to me and told me that they murdered somebody and they needed my help, I feel like there would have to be some kind of good reason for them to tell me. Because I feel like if anybody 
murdered somebody with malice like just strictly like oh i just really wanted to kill somebody or something like that then they probably wouldn't want anyone to know even if it was their friend yeah like yeah come going to the friend is like almost admission of feeling bad about it and like oh definitely not the chain of events i planned on Mm -hmm. you know otherwise like you yeah you're thinking of like uh security and shit and you're doing everything by your own at least that's that's what i imagine full-on panic mode yeah like oh man scott dude oh i just like it was a total accident. Like, I need some help figuring this out. Accidentally chainsaw a guy in half. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally killed a guy with my nipples. Oh, it was just so cold and he wanted a hug. <laughs> I pierced him. I pierced him. I cut his damn heart out, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a choice. <laughs> It happened before I could know. <laughs> yeah. I think if that was the case, like if it was an accidental nipple death, like I'd, I'd be like, I'll help. I'll help out. Like, okay, let's avoid the legal system. It's unnecessary. <laughs> I'm judge jury here. <laughs> I, you shouldn't be executed. You just assume responsibility of this whole situation. Yeah. Like morally, like I'll be like, I'm I'm good to be the final judge on things. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would make more sense for me to, you know, be reasonable with whoever came to me and be like, listen, you know, we got my nipples right are really hard. You don't want to get too close. You don't want to get too close to this. You don't want to get too close to this. We better Let pin it on another guy with hard nipples. <laughs> we gotta pin this on George Clooney. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell, uh, we wouldn't have such fetishization of hard nipples in the marketplace. You think that's really it? Isn't this our uh, our reality TV pitch from last time we all did an episode? It's close. It's adjacent. We we are definitely... Oh, yeah. Framing uh, someone for nipple Damn, murder. Damn, you're right. We, we, did, we talked about this last time. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you guys no, no, no. murder a lot on the show when <laughs> I'm not of. here? Not really, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's not the same topic. It's not the same topic. Last time, we were saying that the, we were going to create a reality show where we frame somebody for murder. Right. And now we're you talking know? about covering up a murder. <laughs> oh, I've already been different. working on it. Technically, the reality show had no real murder, only only like implied murder as a dramatic device. Right. Here, I want to I want to get into the soul of Ben Arms and Ian Dixon, like like where do so they draw the, the line? Solution, though, like if if anyone's going to help you cover up an accidental nipple murder, <laughs> it's by creating a reality show, right? There we go. That's how we would do it. Like, we would just say this this lifeless body is a prop. Problem solved. Yeah. Oh, or, like, it's a... I could see that being, a, like, a Netflix limited docuseries. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like oh, wait a minute. Like, we, like, do, like, the Jinx documentary? And yeah, it's, like, you yeah. slowly confessing to nipple murder? <laughs> right, right. You guys are making the documentary on me allegedly killing someone with my nipples. <laughs> yeah. And it's so damn good that people petitioned for you to be released from jail, and it works. Right. Trump pardons me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to change up the headlines once in a while. God damn it. 
<laughs> Local nipple murderer Ben Arms was released from prison today. <laughs> After docu series Murder by Nipple gets high ratings on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Is this an era of new pardons based on viewership? Find out tonight at 10. On the news, where you'll you'll watch more entertainment about this shit. Yeah, <laughs> option the movie rights, but only if Nicolas Cage can play the lead. <gasps> oh, Nicolas Cage would nail Nipple Murderer. Oh, he would nail that. That's a good role for him. Oh, yeah, because like, you have to completely invent all these body movements related to nipplage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, his nipples would have to have be characters of their own. <laughs> like, you know, he'll make a backstory for both nipples. <laughs> oh, speaking, now that we're talking about Nick Cage again, I wanted to yeah. see if you guys had seen this movie. I gotta remember what it's called. Oh, did you guys see Army of One? Hmm. No. It sounds oh. great. What is it? I, you know, I don't want to talk about it too much if you guys haven't seen it, but I'll recommend it to you. It's a Nick Cage plays the guy, Gary Faulkner, who was convinced that he could uh, bring uh, Osama bin Laden back to America from Pakistan. That like, sounds amazing. He is, is, it's one of Nick's best roles, I think. He plays a super eccentric, over-the-top, like, conservative, like, all-American guy. Like it National is, Treasure? Sounds fantastic. It's like National Treasure on PCP. I like that. <laughs> There's a map on the back of Bin Laden's ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same level of like delusional <laughs> ideology, but it Nick Cage just takes it to eleven. That's Great the movie. way Army it is, of One. Man. It just came out a couple years ago. I gotta watch that shit. Like I watched a YouTube video in preparation for this because uh yeah, I'm not I'm no I'm no aficionado, so like I like I, if I see a movie, I can't tell you why I like it. I'll just say something stupid. But uh so I watched why do people uh, like Nick Cage? What's his what's his claim to fame, you know? Why 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 is there the respect? Why is there but the derision as well? Uh apparently, according to this video, you guys can back it up for me, like he goes away from realism and method acting in favor of like kabuki style i'm gonna do the greatest largest gestures and i'm gonna really fucking just invent uh some human being in some believable way here mm-hmm. okay that's good enough yeah yeah i would definitely uh, i've definitely heard him describe his acting style like that in a few interviews very expressionist is that what that is expressionist that's what I've heard him describe it before. It makes a lot of sense to me just based on his acting style because it's so exaggerated and so just big. It's like he's doing theater acting on screen. Yeah, that's what I that's what I saw in this video. It was like uh bringing back like the old vaudeville theater acting where you have to have the big moments movements because your people are far away. Yeah. Yeah. That you know, I I realized that Nick Cage had this because this is something i've gone my whole life up until a couple of years ago without even realizing about nick cage because he's always been such a joked upon actor by so many people because people don't understand what he's doing that's very true like i mean yeah when you break it down into like the memes and stuff like that or or and like you see the range of it i think a lot of people get introduced to him by like 
you know, the National Treasure movies, mm. uh, stuff like that. Like, I guess Face Off, he was a little bit more eccentric, but only while he was the villain, you know? So, like, for the most part, like, all those, like, big blockbuster movies kind of, like, only use that sparingly, like a like a rare herb. <laughs> yeah, I think that that was kind of his big first uh, introduction of his wackiness to like a huge audience like that was probably in face off. Cause he did vampires kiss before that. And that he is absolute bat shit in that movie. Yeah. That's the one that like, I'm like wanting to watch all the way through. Like oh, I've seen man. so many like clips of it and people talking about it that I feel like I know the movie, you know, it's, uh, you would love it. Yeah. I, 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 I I'm so excited to like, I'm almost like putting it off. Because I know I'm going to like it, and I only have one chance to watch it. <laughs> you only have time. one chance to see it once. For the first time, yeah. <laughs> I realized how intense he was after I saw Mandy a couple years ago. Oh, Ian told me a little bit about Mandy. Yeah, that was Scott, one I haven't seen Mandy? recommended. I haven't seen so much. Oh, like, man. Do not let that stop you, and don't ever be surprised if I don't see something. I'm very self-centered. just let the the, keep it flowing man but what would you think about mandy you liked it loved mandy it was that's what i figured it was slow for the first what hour hour 20 minutes and then just like holy shit just (laughs) it got crazy as fuck yeah it was great what an amazing movie that was that was definitely the movie that i saw of his that triggered this idea in my head i'm like wow (laughs) nick cage is fucking brilliant (laughs) this guy gets it where was the brilliance what was the snap of brilliance like uh what was it like some sort of transition from like because this is ian's text review to me about mandy getting me to watch it i i have it (laughs) uh oh mandy is good a cult kills Cage's love interest. Cage does a bunch of cocaine and goes on a murderous rampage, including chainsaw fights. Dueling chainsaws? Yes, dueling chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> That's the text. That's a great description of the movie, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I rely on Ian for, for much of my cultural education. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was really it, though. It was just the, that really intense change that he had in the movie and yeah. just... And I feel like, you know, I was talking earlier, like about there's good movies that Nick Cage is in and then there's good Nick Cage roles and they can be different things sometimes. Mm -hmm. I thought Mandy was a great movie with a director that knew what to do with Nick Cage's particular skill set. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's. Scott's fucking laughing at that. (laughs) Particular skills. It's the same. I've spoken about metal is like you can have a really heavy band that just chugs along but it's like the same thing over and over and it's kind of boring or you can have a fucking like really hard death metal band that knows how to use dynamics and it's like super interesting and it changes throughout and that's Nicolas Cage oh yeah for sure yeah I mean the yeah even the music in that movie too right like every all the dynamics in that movie were working all at the super high level Mm -hmm. that just everything when it came together like the aesthetic and the weird 
practical lighting effects that they were doing and shit. Like all the weird lighting techniques they used in that movie just that movie sold me on it. And that so that's the movie that made me realize that I shared that sort of acting style with Nick Cage. I mean, a hundred percent. Like I, I, I want to vouch for you on this because that's a bold claim. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I've seen your stuff and like I've known you since high school, and one hundred percent, I will say two things about you with that in mind: uh, authenticity. Like you have always been you as long as I've known you, which is. Spins like, well, it's there's a big big gap in the middle. I don't know. Maybe you tried something new out. <laughs> <laughs> but for point A and point B, it's like, yeah, this dude is like, he's just doing what what he feels is good, and like it works because there's an authenticity to it. But also, it's like this odd, like fully in style uh, of of what you'd create. It's just like it's unmistakably Ben arms. Wow. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. You didn't think you'd cry tears of joy on Scott cast. Did you? Holy shit. Scott. Did you hear that? that They did the wave. Oh, they did. Yeah, that was the best part. Oh yeah. I heard it that time. Yeah. I don't want people to, miss the wave when they do it that's a that's a little that's a little nugget i love to add only once in a while yeah that was good yeah well i appreciate that man yeah man it, no problem that's why i needed to have you on scott cast for fuck's sake for the second time in a row yeah he brings the fire even sabelle herself said that uh the last episode you were on ben best since episode 24 Wow. What what was episode 24 like? The greatest episode. (laughs) Is that what it's called? (laughs) In my mind. (laughs) You just set your own destiny in place when you hit episode 24. You're like, this is going to be the greatest episode. (laughs) Kind of. I mean, technically, we were aiming for 25. That turned out to be a real sleeper. But 24, (laughs) man, that was great. (laughs) Damn. We were so excited for 25 that on 24 we just spent our whole load. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were like you were like preparing 25 to be the greatest episode, and then it just came up a little bit early. Yeah, that's basically exactly what happened. It happens. It happens. I mean, I was excited because like uh Ian knows I've like Scott Cast is probably the longest running thing I've ever done. Like uh I when we got to episode 10 I was thinking to myself shit I've never done 10 of anything you know so yeah, it's like pretty big closing in on 100 now man yeah now I just feel like my whole identity is tied up with this podcast <laughs> <laughs> as it should be I mean why not just keep going yeah you know I live a pod life episodes 1,000 episodes. Yeah, we're going for 1,000. I'm going to beat Joe Rogan in episode count by the time I die. That's my main goal, I think. (laughs) It's something I can control. (laughs) That's a pretty big number. How many podcasts has he got now? He's got to have like a shitload. He's like at 1,500 or some stupid. Some stupid like that. Some stupid (laughs) number. That's not not that much. Like, yeah, it's like, first off. definitely surpass that. 
I could surpass that. Nobody can listen to it. That's that's the thing you got to think about. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if someone tells me that they've listened to all a thousand episodes of Joe Rogan experience or even just a thousand, like 66 percent at this point, I wouldn't be friends with them anymore. Yeah, that would be really intense. It's too much Joe Rogan. I like Joe Rogan. I think he's got a good show going on, but like, no. In doses, in doses. It's Mm -hmm. doses and a thousand is too much. It's like, you do realize there's other podcasts, right? Yeah, and his podcasts are like five hours long. Yeah, you know? It's too much, too big, too, too big of a time commit. It is. It's like it's like the Irishman over and over and over and over oh again. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like a thousand <laughs> copies of the Irishman. Jesus. <laughs> Watching the Irishman fifteen hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably de-aging technology too. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, what are you did you guys ever do a video version of this podcast? Yes. Oh, yeah. Actually, the classic Scott Cast episodes, uh, up to twenty five. Actually, uh, there's probably like a dozen three camera uh, episodes we've done. None, neither of us know how to talk at that point. Right. <laughs> you know, but it, but it's so much fun watching us like just go through it. Like I'll I'll put it on once in a while. If you go and watch it on the Scott Cast YouTube channel, um. You'll notice that the play count is probably solely from me. <laughs> That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's not, it's no Joe Rogan experience. Um, but uh, man, it was fun. It was just a lot of work to do the three camera thing. Yeah, how did that work? Because it was, was it you two, and then did you have somebody doing camera stuff too, or switching or something like that? It wasn't live, was it? It wasn't live, and let me let me set it straight for you that uh, I had like no video experience whatsoever besides like some YouTube videos I did in like middle school. <laughs> nice, <laughs> you know. So uh, or high school, I guess. But um, yeah, we just set up three DSLRs that I bought, which was way not the purchase to make. And uh, at like twenty minute clips, we recorded the episode. And oh uh, right, because the the DSLRs stopped recording after twenty minutes. Yeah, twenty or thirty minutes, something like that. And like, uh, um, yeah, I just I just went into Premiere and did like a three camera edit where you just press the buttons, and I made sure to press the buttons to switch the scene like every five seconds because I heard on MTV that's how they keep viewers. By just having a lot of cuts. Yeah, just cuts every time. Just keep those ADD fucks in line. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my that was my technique. Because I was like, sure as hell wasn't what the fuck I was saying. It's gonna do it. <laughs> the editing is definitely gonna keep people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just 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 fucking switch <laughs> to a set a seizure like pace. <laughs> <laughs> that's always my method too. Yeah, that's good shit. <laughs> it's really the wave. Yeah. That's Cocaine the way. editing. Yeah. Just throwing a sick guitar band every now and then. <laughs> Hell yeah. And like like some uh very zoom in faces, then zoom out faces. Yeah, hell yeah. I don't I, I don't know how to say these things. Ben's probably <laughs> stuff like these. No, that are, sounds about right. Is that is that what it is? <laughs> zoom in faces, yeah, all that stuff. That's what I say. Okay, let's get to do a zoom in face here. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a zoom in face. We're going to do slicey slice. Yeah. 
What the fuck's a slicey slice? That's just an edit. It's like a cut. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm speaking in technical terminology. Yeah. yeah, you just went way over my head with the world's most basic term. <laughs> Wait, speaking of videos, can we talk about that video that you linked me to of Ian reviewing Street Trash? Oh, hell yeah, man. We just released that on <laughs> YouTube, so it's public. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Dude, I was in love with that video. Dude, thank you so much, man. Like, 100%, we need like a lav mic on Ian. But besides that, like, I've been rewatching it and I'm just like it's so, so proud good. of us. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm legit, like, I'm, I'm super interested in seeing Street Trash now after watching that video. Like, I'm yeah. sold. Even though I talked like for three seconds about the actual film. <laughs> <laughs> the that's clips that you showed and you making the cocktails, that's what really got me. I was, I was hooked in it. <laughs> Well, good. Hooked. Mission accomplished. <laughs> did you did you dig those uh, practical effects? What were the practical effects? Yes, that means we did good, Ian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You did good. Then. You did I didn't notice it. Film. Yeah, like uh, Ian melted at the end. Wait, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that part. Maybe you think it was part of the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What if that wasn't? Wait, I don't remember that happening at all. Though. Yeah, like during the in the tr- like that's how that was like the trick of the whole video. Oh my god! I didn't even realize it. Uh, like uh, I spliced up the trailer with a video of us where Ian is drinking the cocktail and melting. I thought it was okay. obvious. Holy Cause shit. The, it's because the cuts were so fast. Oh, yeah. That's true. It, we filmed a lot of the melt, um, but it was all really bad. <laughs> so you had to, I got to go back to and do, watch this to figure it out. You had to do fast cuts. So there's like, there's me drinking the, the cocktail and then like foaming from the mouth. And then there was like, familiar. there was like a, a skull sort of a scene where i squirt blood out of my neck but you can't really see it all that well yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember any of this and then there was me with like it was a quick cut with like just blood and like goopy stuff on my face and then quick cut to like the skull with the eyeballs and like the oozy goop dripping down it don't forget your leg the leg <laughs> yeah <laughs> My foot, and my, my foot and my upper leg detaching very briefly. I feel like we're talking about completely different videos. <laughs> you're, we're no, not. I it's guarantee you. It's, I got to watch this again, man. I don't remember any of this. Super fast cuts. Yeah, it's super fast cuts. But also, like, I take this as a compliment because our filmmaking looked like it went in with this, like, uh, at least a couple hundred dollar production of street trash. <laughs> couple that, hundred you, cut that stuff, you cut that stuff in at the end like on the tv while the trailer's playing or whatever yeah okay okay that makes sense why yeah no good work i didn't even notice it hell yeah it blended in perfectly that yeah. that makes that makes us uh esteemed filmmakers ian hell yeah that's you guys right. did some good slicey slices in there <laughs> I, oh did we i don't even know when i did that <laughs> i tried to submit uh i through a tweet uh i tried to submit the ian's cult kitchen episode one to trauma now Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah it was today though so 
It was today, oh, okay. so it's it's pending. I gotta say, you know, because they were looking for, I guess, during uh, the whole COVID bullshit, they're looking mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, sponsoring some fucking yeah. independent filmmakers and stuff. I know they do. They do. Uh... Ben should probably really check it out because you actually have a shot at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, the trauma does like a ten-second horror contest, where it's like literally like a ten-second clip of a fragment of an idea and if you can flesh out something like kind of cool or gross oh, they'll a- uh they'll put it on their like a uh, youtube channel or whatever that's a really good idea though that's like pretty cool yeah a big contest for a good 10 second idea like if you can get a concept out in 10 seconds uh you know like showing some sort of form of interest some sort of hook you know mm-hmm. or, or or proficiency even it's like, I can't do anything in 10 seconds. I can't even make this point in 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I've never tried to do anything like that before. I mean, 10 seconds, that sounds achievable, but like... It's quick. Yeah, it's like, what do you yeah, do? Yeah, you gotta be very succinct. You gotta have uh, a vision. Yeah. Okay, oh, I got an idea. Um, I, I already brought this up on a Scott cast. But uh, there's like a formula for the hero's journey that's in like one word each. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh shit, I probably can't just bring it up. But like, uh, uh, you need go search, find, take, return. That is the hero's journey. Right, that formula that they used for. Like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, all those movies, like that, just kind of like regular hero's journey arc or whatever. Yeah. So take those five words and dedicate two seconds to each of them Mm -hmm. or some shit. I can't do math. That's pretty good. I had an idea for something recently. I'll pitch this to you guys because you guys are weird. You might like this. All right. All right. Check it out. It's a horror movie. I've always wanted to shoot a horror movie just by myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a solo horror movie, but yeah. I've never figured out a good way to do it. Here's my idea. And maybe this could work as a 10 second idea, condense it down or whatever, but dude is home alone, mm. hearing a bunch of weird noises. You know, it kind of builds up like your regular scary movie kind of thing. You think there's like a, you know, a stalker or a serial killer or something coming to get him mm. or that's what, that's what we want you to think. Right. Mm hmm. And then the end of the movie, it's like super high tension, whatever. You know, in a horror movie, it's like, oh, something is about to happen. Mm. And then the door knocks and the guy goes and answers the door. And it's a tree. Like a full ass tree, like in a hallway? Yeah, like a full ass tree in a hallway. But (laughs) the tree, (laughs) the tree has got like this face on it. Like an ant? Not like an ent, but like a scary, like crazy, demonic, like smiley face or something like that. But it's just like on a tree. And the tree is just like there in the doorway, just like smiling at him. And like that's, a, that's how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole thing? That was the whole concept? <laughs> that's the whole concept. Yeah, that's all I got for it. No. 100% this works in the 10 second frame. Yeah. You know? Right. 
it's got commentary just by virtue of it being like nature's at our doorstep. It's pretty much a coronavirus. See, you get that commentary. too. That, I kind of that was kind of what I was aiming for, but making it in a really weird psychic psychedelic kind of way is like, oh, there's a, literally a tree. With like How would you make a tree it. in the hallway? Probably Photoshop. Sounds <laughs> 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 like a, like a probably just like some little Christmas tree or something. Maybe I mean I probably would Up just like around. composite something. Like mm. I probably would just try to find a tree and then put make like a face for it and then just try to composite it in the hallway and like After Effects or something. Mm. How tall is the tree? Is it like a tall, tall. tree? Big tree. Like you look up and like the ceiling's no more because of the tree. Yeah, like when you open the doorway, all you kind of see is like the bottom part of like the leaves hanging out of the doorway, but the rest of the big part of the tree is like all out of frame. It's like a fucking redwood, you know, with a yeah. tiny face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a big, huge tree. That tree's just smiling, or yeah, just or grimacing, or yeah, something creepy. Yeah. Something unsettling, some unsettling face. Smiles unsettling. Blake yeah. is unsettling. Uh, just like a Ooh. subtle movement. Yeah, maybe it's. Oh, you know what would be really scary? Hmm. What if while he's coming up to the door, the main character's coming up to the door, you kind of hear this noise. It sounds almost like jingle bells. <laughs> and then when he opens <laughs> the door and sees the tree, the tree is like smiling, but the noise that you're hearing is like all the branches and the leaves like wiggling together because the tree is just like shaking like like scratching against the door yeah yeah like it's just kind of like gyrating in front of his doorway and all the leaves are like shaking and they're kind of like falling down a little bit i can see that man i like this this is a good brainstorm session there's a a short film that that kind of reminds me of that i think i've sent to scott before oh i think i know this because it's got the mr torrens in it it's got J Rock in it. Yeah, yeah. Have uh, you seen a Trailer Park Boys band real quick? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Trailer Park Boys. Hell yeah, it had J Rock in it. Talk about this movie and yeah. So it's called Tree Tree I like the name of that already. And uh, <laughs> it's it's about like a yeah, the, like a Christmas tree uh, lot that like they they sell all the little Christmas trees and. Um, it's kind of like a revenge flick. It's got like that seventies vibe and they're like cutting down the trees and ha 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 ha. And they're all laughing while these trees are getting slaughtered. And then this one tree's he's sick of that shit. He's not going to take that shit anymore. And, uh, Christmas day comes around and they all just kind of, <laughs> these, these Christmas trees just slaughter the fuck out of some people. It's a fucking massacre. And like, that's the, <laughs> that's the movie. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that sounds amazing it's like 15 minutes long it's super gory it's great oh nice where can i see this at you can find it on youtube oh perfect treevenge i got a treevenge yep yeah it's similar concept but not enough to warrant like like not doing your concept because your concept is very much it's got to literally be nature showing up at the door Mm mm-hmm Right. You know, Treevenge is like the sequel where they have to top it, but it's already been made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe we could call the maybe this will be the the prequel. It could be called Triage. 
Mm-hmm. I can, Sounds kind of mysterious. It's mysterious, and it, like it calls to mind the hospital environment triage. I think is that what it means? I don't know. Internet. I don't know. I'm googling it right now. Oh, okay. I the assignment of degrees of urgency to wounds or illnesses to decide the order of treatment of a large number of patients or casualties. Yeah. Doesn't really have anything to do with trees, I guess. Well, well, listen to this. You oh, got I mean, 10 there's... seconds. Uh, you got 10 seconds, and you can establish that in this universe where Treevenge occurs eventually, that this is the first fucker who deserves someone showing up. And it's something banal that, like, he wouldn't even think. Banal? Oh, like this guy's prioritized. Yeah, like like he left a Snickers bar at the root of a tree and it killed like a squirrel friend of a tree. Mm-hmm. Or there's a tree had there's to an order of urgency die. to like dealing with our environmental concerns as opposed to like our material concerns. I like how you guys are helping me justify <laughs> the idea. This makes me feel good. I think I think I think we are what you need. We just arbitrarily assign meaning to anything. <laughs> I feel like you. I feel like we've we've come up with so many good ideas just on these two times I've been on your show. Yeah, I'm still really in love with the reality show idea. Honestly, I think that is a top notch idea. I would I know totally we keep coming back someone for murder. I would keep coming back to. Oh yeah, I would too. I would be there for it. <laughs> <laughs> I will attend. I will attend. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I think there's a brainstorming power going on here, and I think it's being recognized all around the world. Especially by Chris O'Donnell. Particularly. <laughs> He's Chris like, O'Donnell. I want to be in triage. <laughs> Either Chris O'Donnell or Charlie O'Donnell. It's hard to, it's hard to tell, really. <laughs> oh. How great would it be if you got Chris O'Donnell to like fucking fly out and uh, go to your apartment and like <laughs> participate in the like it's in your apartment still, but like, but he's the main actor that you're filming. In in my 10 second entry, yeah, in your 10 second entry, like <laughs> that would be just, amazing. If Chris O'Donnell did that, I'd have way more respect for him. <laughs> oh, it's lacking now. <laughs> <laughs> just that somebody that didn't need to come all the way out here to film a 10 second movie with me just because I asked them to. <laughs> okay. It's more like a human being respect. Yeah. It's like, wow, Chris O'Donnell's really about this, this acting life. Like he wants to do a super indie 10 second short film. <laughs> He's really <laughs> dedicated to the craft. <laughs> Would you let him play the face on the tree too? No, he's not good enough for that. <laughs> We're waiting on Pacino. We're waiting on Pacino's face. <laughs> Pacino, just send me one photo of your face. And I'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> he just sent you the Scarface poster. I feel like uh, <laughs> the nipple violence that we described before would be a good 10 second flick too. That's true. Like yeah. Someone goes outside and holy fuck, it's cold. And they turn around and accidentally decapitate somebody with their diamond hard nipples (laughs) (laughs) i love like the ability of these nipples to like cut like through inches and inches of flesh (laughs) what is with that like at a twist of a torso (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel like that's a good name for the movie too, Nipple Violence. <laughs> <laughs> it's also going to be a, like a new entry into the MPAA ratings. Like, does it have nipple violence? <laughs> We established a new criteria for those ratings. Definitely NC-17. Yeah, this came out as R when it was originally released, but uh, the MPAA has determined that nipple violence is of a particularly crude form. We're deeming this future media. Yeah, because like, wasn't like like all like I remember like there being like PG movies like from the, like the eighties and seventies and like there's like full on like boobs in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like full frontal nudity and, and it was PG and then like PG 13, like was subtly different. Like it was like they, someone got stabbed. Right. Well, PG 13 wasn't even a thing until like poltergeist came out. <laughs> they were just like, <laughs> Created well, it. we can't I have created it or Poltergeist. It was like between a PG and an R, and Steven Spielberg was like, "Eh, come on!" And they were like, "Eh, all right, uh, we'll make this new category." <laughs> like, I would have. Is that really the movie that they? I think it was Poltergeist. Yeah, that's pretty intense. But uh, like, sounds right. What those early uh, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. Was it or no? Raiders of the Lost Ark was with the Nazi faces melting off. That's PG. Yeah. Wow. Thirteen. Like that's that, straight PG. Like I watched it. Like like you know clips of that face melting off scene uh, recently, and it never scared me. But like early, I, didn't, I'm, I shouldn't say it never scared me. But like earlier in my life. It, it gave me fucking nightmares. And like, that's all I saw of the movie. It's yeah. just like, oh, here's these. I didn't even know there were Nazis. Like, oh, there's these guys. They're just going to open up this box. Looks good. They look happy about it. Oh, look, they stand in really good lines. <laughs> 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 you know, and then like, and like my mom's explaining, hey, that's the Ark of the Covenant. God left that. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's God. Everyone loves God. And then they open it up and everyone <laughs> dies. Yeah. Horribly. <laughs> Yep. PG. PG. It's got PG. PG. So, yeah, I mean, I guess do those ratings even really mean anything that much now? I mean, I guess it like the internet, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, the theaters are going to die soon, so it doesn't really have any impact on like who actually sees a movie anymore. Do you think there'll be a point in time in the internet where they establish ratings to content? Possibly, but like you're talking about a future where something in control of like the base of internet, like ISPs are going to be the ones assigning this or giving over control to assigning this. And like just through sheer volume, it's going to have to be automated. It's going to have to be artificial intelligence doing this. And that's going to be a whole bunch of false positives and a whole bunch of censorship on behalf of special interests. Fuck you, censorship. Whoa. Yeah. Fuck censorship, man. Right. Like if Scott Cass gets like like pegged down to like some sort of R rating, like I'll be pissed. This podcast is designed for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Was made for children. Yeah. <laughs> Everything on the internet would just be rated R at that point. Yeah, like I don't know a website that shouldn't like I don't think kids should have access to the internet until like they're at least like seventeen. 
You know, they don't need access. Get yeah. a book. You're a kid. You're not going to retain any of this bullshit anyways. Unless it's like really creepy porn, in which case you're going to turn into a real weird dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So I think I think it's better to just uh, regulate Internet like tobacco or or alcohol. You know, you know, you got to you got to show your ID to the ISP and they're like, yeah, I guess you're old enough. Here's the shit storm. <laughs> Even if you're not old enough and you just say you are. <laughs> yeah, it's just a drop down. <laughs> I was born in 1902. 1902. I'm now this sh- many years old. Yes. Now show me porn. <laughs> Let me see that weird shit. Let me see the weird one where the nipple cuts the glass. Let me see the one where the nipple cuts the person. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nipple cutting. Not what you'd think. Not what you'd think it would be. (laughs) New nipple violence. Rated NCXXX. Hell yeah. (laughs) It's available at ncxxx.com or .net. We have both domains. ncxxxtv.com. Huh? What what are the letters? How are, how are they fielded? I don't understand how to type this. You just add a TV to the end of everything before the dot com. <laughs> I was thinking about making a scottcast.tv. You know? Oh, yeah. It's like a $25 domain name, so you know people are being serious. Mm-hmm. You might as well snatch that up. You know? Like, Once you hit a thousand episodes, you're going to regret not having that domain. Yeah, I'll be directing people to the scottcastvideos.net for my perch atop the pod king throne mm-hmm. are you derail you derail uh the new york times pop podcast and uh what are other popular podcasts y- you go for the new york times podcast for the most popular podcast what's wrong with that? <laughs> i don't really know that many podcasts i guess not what the fuck what's another good podcast i don't know like like anything you could just make up three words put them in a row call it a cast it's probably is a podcast yeah i guess you know it would have given you more points than the new york times podcast what did you do (laughs) download a podcast player and then just hit subscribe (laughs) (laughs) willy-nilly basically I subscribe to the Watching Paint Dry podcast. Oh, yeah. It's just audio of people watching paint dry. Yeah. It's like super like high quality audio. You can hear the paint crisping up. Yeah. And hardening. Yeah. You're... I think it might be dry. I'm going to touch it. Oh, no. It... Yeah. <laughs> it's just up. that every 30 minutes of an episode. Oh, I think my fingertips blue now. We'll have to wait a little longer. <laughs> oh, can I go uh, wash that off real quick? You know, I would take an ASMR paint drying podcast. <laughs> I actually sounds pretty fire, honestly. You know, like ooh, this paint. Listen to it be applied by my horsehair brush. Ooh, I'm filling up a balloon. <laughs> 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 I don't know how to make the sound of paint on a wall. <laughs> that was my impression of a paintbrush touching a wall. This is a this is a casual paint drying podcast. Sometimes I fill up balloons. <laughs> Can you turn me into a sound effect? 
We could, yeah, we could, yeah, we've actually done that, uh, like with Dave and stuff like that. He's got a few quotes on here. Let's see, what did, what does David say? Shit, I need to fucking color code this fucking goddamn shit soundboard. <laughs> Let's see, that's Ian with Ian. Oh, here we go. After Scott cast, there's gonna be hella bitches up in here. Well, that's a quote. <laughs> That's a good quote. Yeah, you know, I actually rescued that from Scott Scott the Scott Past. Um because Scott Cast we're at almost 100 episodes, but truthfully, now I didn't really think about this till now. Uh we've had like we had like 15 episodes before I decided, "Hey, we talk about porn and like dildos too much. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to start curating a little bit more." Rebooted. There was a pre Scott cast Scott cast. Yeah, and that's why Master Charles has such uh uh reverence amongst the Scott cast community because I'm pretty sure he's the only one who actually listened to pre SCSC, you know what I'm saying? Wow. You know. That's legacy. It is. It's like we have we have a un we we have a why would you put it Ian? Like um I don't I don't know what I would call that. It's like a a buried Pre, past. Pre-essence. A pre-essence. There was a time before time in Scott Cast. It was pre-crime. It was pre-crime. It was pre-time. Yeah, that was the one thing that I didn't like about Minority Report was how much they said <laughs> the word pre-crime. <laughs> it it does sound like it should be dirty. Oh, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, dude, don't talk about your pre-crime around me, man. Oh, 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 come on, we're bros, but not like that, man. You know oh, what I'm saying? pre-crimed? Oh, rub your pre-crime somewhere else. Not on the curtain. <laughs> you got pre-crime on the curtain. Oh, you got pre-crime everywhere. Oh, Jesus Christ. Did you crime? Jesus. Oh, my gosh, my bedroom looks like a pre-crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit. All right. So I guess we're towards the end of this particular podcast at the moment. This is a good one. This is a great one. It's like, I don't want to get too much into pre-crime territory. <laughs> I mean, we could transition to Scott Cast Metal after this if you want or something, but... Scott Cast Metal. Hell yeah, man. It's the I'm one of the greatest podcasts. I know I had... Uh, well... I don't know. I don't know if we want to get into that now. Oh, but, but I had, tell me I had that uh, that OG Ian with Ian story that I don't oh. think is spotted. Yeah, we got to do that right now, Ben. You're gonna love this shit. All right, all right. What is it? All right, one minute, one minute. I don't remember how this came up though between us. But uh, Ian has a Ian has a history of. Uh, accidentally interacting with people who are probably on ecstasy. <laughs> okay. It happens all the time. <laughs> That's usual skill. Yeah, so so this is the Ian with Ian little theme thing. And I don't know, it's been like 50 episodes since you've uh, been told a the story. So, oh, so this is a segment. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's why all it's right. so oh, worth great. it. Okay, awesome. I don't remember why this came up. I know we were texting about something and I was like, oh, Remember that time uh, there was a naked dude in my yard? Why did that happen? 
well, I have no idea. Like, I just remember the shock of it that like, <laughs> wait a minute, you're sitting on a ecstasy story where, where, I mean, the guy was clearly on ecstasy. What was the story? Like what, like how, like where, what were you doing when you discovered that there was an intruder upon your yard? I was just, uh, in my apartment, like doing my normal thing. Um, and I like heard some kind of shouting from outside. It was, it was like out back. Um, so I'm like in my kitchen doing whatever. I don't remember what, exactly what I was doing, but I, I go to the pantry and I kind of look out the little window there and there's this guy in my neighbor's yard who I discovered was, uh, my neighbor's like son, her adult son. He was like, I don't know how old he was. He was at least as old as I am in his thirties, probably. Uh, and he is fucking stark ass naked <laughs> in the backyard like <laughs> screaming and like banging on his van parked out. Like it's like, like you got, you live in Hamtramck. So Hamtramck house. So yeah. it's like, there's the alley out back and he's got like, they used to have a garage, I guess. Uh, I guess what I hear is that this particular fella um, had a history of maybe cooking meth in their garage. <laughs> Oh my god! And, like a history of cooking, and like burned it down, and that's why they don't have a garage. They have like a slab of concrete <laughs> where the and? garage used to be. Okay, but he had his van parked there, and he was naked ass up on his van, like kind of like wailing and like banging on it. I want to have as much <laughs> confidence as a meth addict has. Oh my god! Like. <laughs> Like, just naturally, if I had, like, I'm not going to do meth or anything, but if I had the confidence to, like, just get naked and, like, you know, because I'm feeling a good vibe, just, like, start banging on the roof of my car because it's like, hell yeah. Like, I'm living life. What are you doing? (laughs) That sounds awesome, man. (laughs) Yeah. And I was trying to, like, figure out what was going on. And it was, like, it was summertime. So it was like during one of those heat stretches that it was like 90 degrees for like a week in a row. Oh, so he was hot. Balls. I wasn't really wearing all that much, but I was inside my home. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to judge this guy for being outside and like wearing slightly less than I am. Well, if uh, the slightly less, it, it's like that binary <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> it goes from one to zero. There you are. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of gray area there, I feel like. Yeah. So like what do I do in that situation? Like, uh, is he having a mental health crisis? Is he just tripping and I need to like, give him some space. Do I go out and try and comfort him? I don't know. I think the best idea would be to lock the doors and go watch a Nick Cage movie. I decided not to try and comfort him. (laughs) Thank God. I also didn't want to like bust him. If he's like, I didn't want to call the cops and like, you want to ruin his high. Right. It seemed good. Yeah. I was like most worried, like if he was having a mental health crisis, should I get him some help? But uh, his mother, who is our actual neighbor, coaxed him back inside. Um, coked him? 
coaxed. Like, oh, it's like we got uh, coke, son. Like, chill the fuck out. Come on, you can't be just naked out here. But and then he wasn't wasn't my problem anymore. So I, uh, yeah, probably watched a Nick Cage movie. Yeah. So was he buck ass naked or was it a, was, a tiny yeah, whitey scenario? I. Uh, you saw a crack. You saw a ball. He was he was a uh, of European descent, and you could tell. Oh, okay. So he had a little turtleneck on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. For the audience. That means uh, uncircumscribed penis or whatever the word is. Wow, you could see him that well. Yeah, well, yep. He was uh he was right there. Wow. Yeah, I feel like when you get to that level of highness or wherever your head must be at that point. I feel like the only way that it would make sense for me to do something like that would be as if I was feeling really like base level animal human. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like just being very like, fuck society and clothes. I'm naked. Ah, I'm an animal. We're all animals. Damn it. Yeah. Right. I could see that, man. That's probably the logic that he followed if he followed if anything it may have been yeah Emotional i don't know logic, maybe i'll never know you're not gonna go over and ask yeah i should ask him <laughs> i mean you know where he lives <laughs> i decided to uh let that be what it was and i uh haven't haven't looked back until something you texted me reminded me of that <laughs> for some reason <laughs> I got all pissy. Like, you didn't tell me this before. <laughs> you know how many hours we've got recorded? This never got brought up. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good story. Yeah. How many times have I asked you, Ian, do you have anything to add to this cast? And you're like, hmm, I don't know. Just he's he's stashing stories. Just stashing ecstasy stories for Ben Arms over here. What am I? Chopped fucking liver? I see how it is. Oh, I remember what it was. Oh. Uh, the Maryland police issued a final warning for someone who was getting his mail without pants on. Oh! The- <laughs> yeah. Mm. <gasps> that makes sense, though. Like, I think during the pandemic, let's lax all the laws. Yeah. You know? As long as we're staying socially distant or whatever the fuck you gotta do. Uh... You can go and get your mail and your skivvies. You can uh, whack it against your mailbox if you so feel so contented. <laughs> whack it. Or, <laughs> and if someone has got something to complain, it's like, why are you close enough to know? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to do that. But <laughs> that's... <laughs> I guess I, I, I can relate with the idea that, you know, people are being more laxed around this time, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to get naked and jump on my car or anything. <laughs> you say that now, but you just did an entirety, uh, an entire minority report review 20 years after the fact, pacing a parking lot. To me, that that shows like you're about two steps away. That is definitely a few steps away for sure. Yeah, you're in the ballpark, dude. I'm in the ballpark now, yeah. <laughs> My next video is going to be way more out of control than that. You know? Because <laughs> let's be real. If that ecstasy dude like had a camera crew around him, like 
we would have be a praising, YouTube channel. Yeah, we'd be praising him like he's the next Nick Cage. Like, oh, look at his unrestrained animal beast nature. Uh, you know, this man. Yeah, maybe I'll just like get naked and drink a lava lamp in front of my apartment building. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fill it with a fill it with some spritzer or some shit. Yeah, some white claw. Yeah, <laughs> some white claw and lava lamp juice. Yeah. <laughs> What's lava lamp juice even made out of? Can you drink it? Is that a thing? I think it's made out of like gusher insides. Okay, they just uh, they just get a pack. They of just squeezed a bunch of gushers into a big bottle, and then you just heat it. Oh, okay, that makes sense because like gushers were really popular early two thousands. I want to say mid two thousands, and uh, lava lamps weren't. But then gushers went out of style, and uh, lava lamps came back in. That's a fact. Yeah. That's why I have one now instead of gushers. Right? How many gushers do you have? Zero. How many lava lamps do you have? Ten. It's <laughs> a lot of lava lamps. <laughs> I'm ordering a couple more this week. <laughs> it's just, it's an Amazon subscription. Lava lamps monthly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a box. <laughs> All right. A box of ten lava lamps. Yeah. Comes in a crate. <laughs> So, guys, we got to ask, that's the end of the podcast, uh, what did we learn today? Hmm. I learned that Ian has a guy living next door to him that has the ability to get naked and jump on top of a car. I learned that... uh, the journey to watching a Nick Cage movie can oftentimes be better than the actual Nick Cage movie. Yeah. Poignant. Poignant. Very poignant. Uh, I learned that apparently Ben and I were in Toronto at the same time last year. Oh, shit. Just laying that bombshell right at the end. Brown twist. Her feet tattooed during the uh the film festival weekend. Oh my fuck. Okay, here's what we do. Here's here's the movie we're making. Uh it's a Scott Cast movie, obviously. We're filming me just dawdling around my apartment being useless. And then like the almost interaction of fan favorite Ian Dixon and Ben Arms on their respective journeys. Getting ink and ticks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ink and ticks. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a meat cute rom com. Yeah. Episode title right there. <laughs> <laughs> ink and ticks. Like that's, that's catchy. Like there's like a point where like you guys are across the street and like you notice each other. Ian's like, what's that drawn on his shirt? And Ben's like, uh, why is he staring at me? <laughs> Ian was walking by the screening when I was yelling that I have Nick Cage's face on my shirt. <laughs> Taking pictures. <laughs> I gotta go back through my camera roll from that night and see if Ian's in any of the photos. <laughs> Dude, like, that would be amazing. How freaked the fuck out would you be if you looked at those photos? Trippy. And he was in every single one of them. 
like Damn, looking right that, into limp. This is a fucking mind blowing moment. <sighs> what if Ian knew you were going to end up on Scott Cast before I did, like some Sherlock Holmes style presence? I wouldn't be surprised. Ian seems like he has that kind of ability. Mm. He's shown it before, once or twice. He hides it because he doesn't want uh, the police knocking on his door, being like, "Solve these crimes." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't want to get roped in any detective work. Right? That's not his bag. <laughs> Hell yeah. So we've learned a lot today. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was a great, it was a great podcast. It's a it's fire like a, again. It's like a cliffhanger for a sequel podcast. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Dun, dun, threequel. dun. The threequel. This what? is the sequel to the last podcast I did with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I like just letting the two howls go. I just love it. It's 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 good potting. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all for listening. Do the shit you're supposed to do with like podcasts. I think you're supposed to rate us or some bullshit. Go to the Scottcast store. Uh, oh. Buy some face shields. Oh right! Oh shit! I yeah, you added like a million new. Oh, you could sell PPE. Jesus Christ! Uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> not effective, but uh, you'll feel better. Yeah, it's 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 like a little. Basically, we've got three styles going on right now. You can get yourself a basically a scarf that you can like uh, pull over your nose and mouth, and uh, one has the Vag Dragon on it. Another, the Hamtramck Avengers. And another shovel that's your gift imagery. And a Jerry Maguire DVD. <laughs> we'll ship one out if you pay extra. <laughs> that's good incentive. Hell yeah. Also, we have a Patreon. I guess I should say that. Anyway. You're, you're forgetting to announce a lot of stuff right at the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like I'm the pod king and as the pod king some things slip your mind in an effort to make sure your kingdom does well you know yeah. like it's not the pod king is about the kingdom he's not about himself you think this thing runs itself huh right kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> so far it has <laughs> <laughs> make sure to check out scottcast scottcast.com is that what it's called? Uh, well, go to thescottcast.com. Thescottcast.com. Rate the show. Get your PPE. Go to the Patreon. I'm doing excite I'm doing exciting plugs. Oh hell yeah. Hey, what's up everybody? Make sure to go to thescottcast.com, pick up your free PPE. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Like the page in here. Nicholas Cage here. Hell yeah. Oh. Damn it. Drop my soundboard. All right the fuck was that <laughs> i actually dropped my soundboard <laughs> oh, oh <my. laughs>
<laughs> all right. So thank you all for listening. Pay attention to the Mads. Do that shit we just told you to do. Buy stuff. Listen to stuff. Share stuff. And keep it real. Thank you for listening. Um, uh, oh, hell, Scottcast. Where are you, Scottcast? Scottcast. Fuck yeah. Uh, I bid thee adieu. See you later, Scott Castigators. We did it. <laughs> Scott Castigators. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good nickname. Damn right.